Happy holidays from our family to yours. Jason Portwando alongside the man I like to call the living legend. Donovan Bailey, yes, he is running things in the festive mood as we are now days away from jolly old St. Nick coming down the chimney and, you know, doing his thing. Are, are, you, are you ready for Christmas? I'm, I'm changing it up this week. No wagwan. I want to know, are you ready for Christmas? You know, I, I am, I think. Um, Christmas, well, first of all, good to see you. Christmas. Right back at you. Christmas, um, yeah, it's, it's Christmas in the Bailey household and the Bailey family is always, uh, um, uh, you know, the festive time for all of us to kind of sit and break bread. Uh, you know, so um, during the holidays, it, it definitely is an opportunity where we can, I visit with all of my family, um, especially whatever country I'm in, uh, if I'm in Canada or in Jamaica or, or anywhere else, uh, you get to go and, and, and eat some really good home-cooked meal from whomever, whomever's hands is, 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 is making it that for that occasion. Um, and yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. I'm definitely looking forward to the holidays. Uh, uh, you know, it's it's always good to connect with friends and family. And you will definitely be a part of my festive season. I always like to have some eggnog with a shot of Bailey's. Oh. You, uh, that, that's what I meant. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You know like, what I thought you were going to say? Where are you going I ahead. actually thought you were going to say white rum. You know what? I, I thought you were going to say eggnog with white rum. because no. Because, I mean, for, tho- for those... Guys That's or those people, those rumheads who That's can too handle strong for me can handle I, Ray and his and his nephew. I can't. Yeah, and you're you're selling it. it it's Hangle. It's Hangle. It's H A N G L E. I can't Hangle it. So yeah, yeah. That, that's no, a no, crazy. It's, it's too strong for me. We've got a great show ahead. Appreciate you being a part of it as always. Like, share, subscribe, download, follow. Just get it while it's hot. Speaking of hot, oh. oh. If you listen closely, La Fiesta is still going on. That's right. Uh, Argentina, World Cup champs. For Gonzalo Montiel. Didn't start the game. He can finish it. Montiel. Argentina, champions of the world. And a nation will tango all night long. Samba. Bachata, you take your pick of dance style. All I know is this. It was a phenomenal match, arguably the best World Cup ever. I haven't seen all of the other 21 for obvious reasons. I'm not that old, but I almost saw them all. (laughs) Anyways, what a match. Congratulations, Argentina, as you selected World Cup champs. Dude, I got to tell you, man. I mean, I'll, you know, what? you know, I'm a sports man, but uh, but more importantly, Amy, I'm a sports fan. And yeah, I'll, although I almost missed the game, what I, I almost missed the game. I mean, I'll kind I'll kind of give you. Remember that Friday was my birthday, right? My actual birthday. So it was your birthday so weekend. We had a, so we had yeah. So we had a we had a we had a gathering. Uh, my friends stayed a little late. Um, I I uh, I I just woke up. I woke up. Uh, and the game was already on. But either way. That was I a good night. I don't want to digress. <laughs> no, I'm just old. That's all that is. Um, you know what? I, I have to tell you, as a fan of of, um, of sports, uh, this is one of, I mean, and because I've gone to a couple of World Cups in my life, this, however, is one of those ones that I really wished I was in uh, Qatar. I really wished I was in the stadium because it just, 
if I was at home, I mean, I'm at home watching it, and uh, you know, I, I'm at the edge of my seat, especially you know, uh, you know, after after that, we'll say that third goal was scored. So so it was it was two nothing, and then you know when that first when France scored that first goal, so goal number three of the game, right? Uh, and then you know it kind of turned and it became epic. Oh. Um, you know, I was at the edge of my seat, Jason, and man, th- th- that's a time I really wish I was actually in the stands. Like, you know, there's another a whole slew of other uh, sporting heroes around the world were on site. I mean, watching, you know, Bolt enjoying himself and uh, my my other friend, Hashimel uh, Garujan, and a bunch of other uh, guys that were there. Uh, but yeah, phenomenal. It, it is it is yes, but by far one of the best games, oh. sporting events that I've seen. So, uh, you know, I know that there were a lot of people talking about what it's going to be like to um, for Qatar and the weather and uh, you know the environment and the religion and blah 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 um, <laughs> about what what it was going to be like to host uh, the World Cup. But uh, it they, it seemed that they pulled it off, and not only did they pull it off, the players came. And uh, and put it all on the table. You got two of the very best players in the history of of oh. uh, the, in the history, mm-hmm. uh, you know, of of their sport, and probably you know, and now we're you know, we know we're talking about Messi being you know one of the greatest sports men in the history of history. Um, but they both uh, they both put on uh, both both stars of each country uh, put on an epic performance. Um, and I don't know what could possibly top it. Oh, nothing. You know, it was billed as a battle of the, the two number 10s. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the ultimate number 10, who, by the way, has got three World Cup titles, talking about Pele. Right. But uh, Messi, what a show he put on. And Bappe, what a show he put on. And it, it's only shame is that somebody had to lose, but that's right. sports. So, you know, it begs the question now. I mean, is Lionel Messi... The GOAT? I always have trouble with a question like that because it's hard to compare. I don't care what sport it is, players from different generations. Football was a lot different back when Pele played. Right. Even through another beautiful number 10 in Maradona. Right. And now you're talking Messi and Mbappe. But, yeah, it's a tough one. But Lionel Messi, for me, if not the greatest, he's got to be top two. Well, I mean, I always try to make my... my, uh my opinion's quite clear. I mean, as as an as a sports person, and also as someone in in my sport who was the greatest at one point, mm-hmm. I want to make things very clear to, for me, um, uh, from me, um, uh, my opinion clearly. Uh, but Pele's the greatest football player that ever played. That's just, I mean, uh, he's got three World Cups. Right? Well, it's, it's, not, it's not even just that. I mean, Pele, with whatever tools he had, did things that is still records today, right? And and also, um, you know, you know, obviously, um, when you think of Pele and 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 how the world was, um, you know, all the the you know the social responsibility that he had, and the fact that from Pele played for Brazil, the 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 residual, the the, the great the the, the the you know the. The, the, the hundreds of thousands, tens of thousands of great football players that are fo- that follow in his footsteps, following his footsteps every single year. Now, uh, right after the game, one of the things that I did 
was. Um, so, so again, I think that Pele is the greatest um, okay. soccer player that, that ever. Hard to had, argue that, right? Uh, however, um, you know, you got you got Maradona, and Messi uh, is by far the most successful football player playing now. And uh, you know what I did was uh, I had when people started talking about uh, Messi being um, one of the greatest one of the greatest sports people ever. Right. I decided, right, that I was going to go and look up all what Messi's doing because if because because they're talking about We don't uh, have enough time on the show for that. Oh, we might. We might. I, I'm going <laughs> to jump This guy's I'm, done everything now. But I'm saying I'm, I'm so, okay. so other but I'm saying to you that I we all get what um trophies, uh golden boot, you know, all the all the rewards or all, all the accolades that you can get like on the field of play. Okay. So, so one of the things that one of the things that I want to do, however, was, uh, but I'm saying they were mentioning Messi along with the great Muhammad Ali, and I'm like, you must be joking, whoa, 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 whoa. right? And that's what I'm saying to you. So I got a little bit, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a man. I hate team sports against single, you know, which, you which, 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 which is crazy, yeah. right? which is crazy. However. Uh, one of the things I did do was this. Okay. Uh, I, I mean, I went and did a quick research, and here's what I found out. Okay. Like 40, 48% of uh, UNESCO's charitable trust income comes from Messi's donation directly. He single-handedly built almost 10,000 schools in 189 countries. Um, uh, he was He's one of the, he's, he's bought all the expenses for the Argentinian team in 2018. That's just the name of you. He's responsible for putting millions of dollars himself personally from his bank account into the sports federation and um schools and fields in argentina uh, argentina right uh, so i'm just saying to the so i did a quick research and and i'm telling you you all should look this up he not only is this man an incredible football player but he's also an incredible i mean an even better human being so so is he muhammad ali absolutely not but he is, he is Leonardo Messi. Yep. Right. The great research, by the way. It's about time you do some damn research. Oh. Isn't well, I had to. to me with everything. But anyways, beyond that, you're right. That, that's phenomenal. Because Messi the human, you know, we forget about that side of things. Right. We always talk about everything he's done on the pitch. You know, he's the only player in history right. to win the Ballon d'Or, the FIFA player of the year, the league right. top scorer, European golden boot, all in the same season. Right. Uh, the guy is just a thrill to watch. Right. I mean, it's just, he, I just run out of superlatives to right. describe what he's been able to do. And for me, that was the one missing thing on the mantle was something on the world stage that has now been accomplished. So I'm going to say for me and my generation, Messi is number one. And um, hey, I, <laughs> Messi number one for you? Yeah, Messi What's your generation? It's like, it's like I'm older than you. A little bit, a poquito, Co- si couple of months. Yeah, I got yeah, exactly. No, yeah. but I'm just saying because I didn't watch Pele as much. But neither did I, though. You know, neither, so neither did I. Right. I think all time. Yeah, you got you bring up a great point. Right. It's definitely Pele, but of my time, you know, because obviously he's still playing, and yeah, the guy is just the guy is just a, a god given talent. And speaking of parties, nobody nobody knows at a party like the people from Argentina. They had 4 million people in the streets. Yes. They couldn't even have the bus go through. Fantastic. They had to start airlifting players. 
with helicopters to get them out of the crowd and get them oh but that's God. but Jason that's what it means man I mean I think that sometimes we get like in Canada we don't really we still don't really understand what real tailgating is we don't really understand what real passion is I mean right. I know that we have you know you, and also you you look at uh, separate teams are fragmented you got hockey you got Leafs versus uh, Montreal and yeah the other teams that are here um, there's no NFL team <laughs> This, this uh, the, guy loves I mean, hockey. Can you tell? Yeah. yeah. The, 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 <laughs> no, no, but I'm, 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 there's at least there's one team that we have, right? Uh, and 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 uh, basketball team, the Raptors, or at least uh, the entire country, kind of kind of is behind them. And we know that there's no, there's no other NBA team, but Argentina knows that football is their religion, and if they want and when they won uh, the World Cup. That it's going to be a public holiday. Uh, you can do whatever you want. You, you can, right. yeah, you can do whatever you want. Uh, you know, so it, it is awesome to see a country celebrating. It is great um, when athletes dedicate their time to their nation and they're rewarded. Uh, you know, those players that played and represented Argentina will never have to work a day in their life. I'm not saying not. Because of any particular reason, but the fact is that they uh, have made a commitment, and the country, the government, and more importantly, the fans are always going to allow those guys to eat and drink for free for the rest of their life. Um, so anything that that anything that's ever in need in life, none of those players will ever uh, suffer. He'll get knighted. He'll get everything, if you will. He's a, I think he won the BBC Football Player of the Year. Uh, no surprise there. Uh, 100%. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Football player uh, of a lifetime, if you will. But amazing stuff. So Argentina now has three World Cups. Uh, Brazil still leading the way with five. Just quickly, unfortunately, you know, racism again rearing its ugly head. Uh, on the other side of the pitch with uh, France losing and a lot of the black players you know, um, just receiving just stuff they don't deserve to get online. And, um, yeah, it's I understand losing sucks, but that's a part of sports. Well, here's the thing. And we discuss this all the time. We talk about um, everyone with a smartphone having a voice. And sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, like, you and I have this conversation sometimes, Jason, that we, we talk about um, sometimes it's really not necessary. If the kids lost the game, they just lost the game. So they, they won as a team. They won as a team. They won as a team the last time. Right. And they lost this time. And the fact is that they played a phenomenal game. I mean, they, you know, like it pisses me off. It, 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 it is horrible that, that, that there's any criticism whatsoever. But you're going to have idiots, and I'm going to call them. And Yes, I'm going to call you idiot, right? Uh, where somehow... Uh, you know, a kid missing a goal or some sort of mishap, you actually think it has to do with um, this person's culture or their skin color. I mean, th- that's absurd, you know. Uh, you know, And, and so um, there's always going to be people uh, that are going to try and find blame and uh, ultimately not understand that, um, you know, if, 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 you're, if you're criticizing a player if you're criticizing a sports person criticize his sport Critic- criticize his ability on the pitch criticize you know what they have or have not done you know who they love what their family is 
where they come from, what they look like is absolutely relevant. I, and I really think that, uh, you know, at times, I don't know how you can censor people from being stupid, but you probably can't. Uh, you know, I, I, as Jason, it's, this, this, we should never have to report on, uh, we should never have to discuss, I'm not, I'm not a reporter, we should never have to discuss, um, you know, race uh, when we're talking about sport. We shouldn't. We should talk about, I mean, we, you and I can sit in and we can do this entire podcast on how amazing the game was. And we can break down every individual player on how they did um, or did not on the pitch, right? Right. Uh, and, and at no point whatsoever do we have to mention actually, you know, what they look like. And, and, and unfortunately, though, we have, we have people out there with, with nothing else to do, and, and that's really where they're going to, that's where they're going to get their, um, their fill from, uh, unfortunately. The ignorance really lies in the fact that without those players who came on right. as substitutes, they wouldn't even have gotten to kicks. They came on and, and played amazing. I mean, the headliners, some of them anyways, uh, Giroud, Griezmann, and a few others, you know, weren't even out there in terms of uh, the match. But anyways, the, we'll... The bottom line, though, man, these are the best players that you got. So I, yeah. I, I don't even understand. Like, again, I don't, you know, maybe it, it, it was, if, if, it, if, it were, were the, if it were, if the complaints were coming from the French audience or, or, or French supporters, uh, you know, those are the those are your greatest players. Yep. So that's how you change that narrative. Yeah, exactly. Let's move on. God. Let's move on. Let's move Jeez. on. And um, gun violence again, rearing its ugly head uh, for you and I, being in you know Canada, being in the GTA. This one hit pretty close to home, uh, Vaughan, Ontario, uh, a mass shooting, and um, not often. A, a, it's a person in their seventies. That's actually the one that's you know doing something like this, but worth noting a 73-year-old who's been having, you know, a beef with the people running the condo for quite some time. Um, things got to a boiling point and got to, you know, a point where it never should have. And, uh, yeah, just crazy again talking about gun violence on this show. I think it's crazy that we're talking about gun violence in Canada. I think that we... I think It's that a good eye-opener, though. Yeah, absolutely. We are, as Canadians... We're extremely spoilt because we spend a whole lot of time watching what's happening in the States because, uh, you know, clearly I don't think Canada is a very big, uh, huge gun culture. I mean, we are certainly filled with, uh, you know, we're, we're the largest uh, country land-wise, our second largest in the world. So there's our hunting is great. I mean, I love wild game. Um, but, yeah, it, it, is, it, is, it is crazy that, that uh, this we have this... Um, I think that most Canadians have this feeling of utopia because we live, we all, you know, you live in the burbs or even if you live in the inner city, you can go for a walk at one o'clock and in the morning and go walk your dog or whatever. And you don't actually think about these things. And uh, it is strange that you and I are having conversations now uh, and we're talking about gun violence. Um, and it is within, you know, a half hour of, uh, of, of where we both live. Uh, yeah, so it is. It is. It is crazy. I mean, regardless of what it is, I mean, you know, my condolences to the victims. Mm -hmm. uh, certainly, what for what what what, but for whatever the reasons are, I mean, you know, I'm not going to speculate on, on uh, or give an opinion on 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 the state of the the, the shooter, uh, what his mental capacity or capabilities were. I mean, clearly, it's a guy who committed murder, so that it is what it is. 
but I, I'm just saying to you that it is scary that you and I are having a conversation and this is in Canada. 100%. And uh, like we said, I, I said good eye-opener. You obviously know what I mean. I'm not right. saying anything good came out. You know, I'm just right. saying it's an eye-opener. And it's, uh, yeah, I mean, we often see things like this happening, but other parts of the world, not right. in our own backyard. Uh, so, I mean, it's, it's crazy. I mean, you, you think of that, you think of the, the incident in Toronto as well, was a swarming where eight teenage girls, teenage girls, three of them were 13, three of them were 14, two are 16, and they um, stabbed a, a man, and uh, it was a fatal stabbing, a 59-year-old. They said it was over some uh, liquor or something like that. But again, just these, these occurrences of just kind of, not kind of, senseless acts. I don't understand how it is that it's, um, that with that there's such like incredibly violent acts with such ease uh, for some of these young kids. I don't know. I mean, I was going to ask you what you thought the influence were uh, for people to just think of this as just, uh, you know, with this is just uh, the, the, the average, normal, common thing to do. I can't understand how it is that you can have a 13-year-old or... 50, what do you say, 13, 14, 15? 13, 14, and 16. I mean, it's, it's supposed to be in school. I mean, you know, obviously a lot of kids that age, you know, are quite influenced by social media. Man, you should be taking selfies, whatever. Whatever it is that you're supposed right. to be doing, occupying your time. I don't really understand. I don't understand, you know, again, socioeconomic background, upbringing, uh, parent supervision, school you know, are they involved in sports or extracurricular activities? Uh, whatever it is, you know, I don't, I like, I don't really even understand that. I, 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 and I also don't see the need for, you know, you've got, you've got a bunch of kids uh, swarming a man uh, to rob him, to steal him, to steal something. I, again, I don't, I don't really get, I don't get the reason for that. And, 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 and as you said, Jason, it is an incredible eye opener. Because I think that we in Canada have been spoiled for, for, for a long time and, and, and it, it, it's unfortunate that you now have to uh, keep your eyes wide open in front of you and you have to look both ways, not just when you're crossing the street, but when you get out of your house every single morning. Miss the good old days of just fighting. Just fighting to, the, yeah, to, yeah. to resolve conflict, right? right? I mean, one back on in the day, we went to a club. We weren't worried about getting hit by a stray bullet. We're worried about getting hit by a stray punch. Uh, you yeah, know what I mean? That was, that was Maybe it. the odd bottle toss, but now it's like, man, oh, man. And, you know, not to get away from the subject, but just quickly, hockey, you know, that's why they got to keep fighting. Could you imagine if there was no fighting allowed? What people, they're going to start swinging their sticks, right? Yeah, so at least you can drop it and set it like that. But, you know, I mean, even if, you know, there was a fight between these people to try and resolve things, you know, it's just, yeah. I mean, I'd rather see that than what we're seeing. So like you said, condolences going out to the families and all the people that were lost in both incidents. But, um, Hey, that's the way this show is, right? We talk about the good, the bad and the ugly. We gotta, we gotta deal with it all, man. Whatever, whatever topic you and Mike get on the table and we, we got to deal with it regardless. We do. We do. Um, let's get it back to track and field now. And there are some changes on the way. Um, I don't know if we let's maybe we touch on the transgender topic first, because we've uh, touched on that quite a bit here on the program. And, you know, after a lot of criticism, the International Olympic Committee is 
you know, introducing some new guidelines in terms of trans athletes. And a lot of this, you know, is coming to light after we saw the swimmer, Leah Thomas, mm-hmm. have successes in the pool. And a lot of people saying, you know, that's just not fair. But it's a, it's a different landscape. And it's going to have a different look and feel to it now when it comes to sports. Well, you know what? I, I, I'm, I, and I think that my opinion has been, it's been quite steady, Jason. You know how exactly I feel about mm-hmm. this. Uh, you know what? I've always said that it's, it should be left up to the IOC. Um, and, uh, and, and, and to them, uh, to basically draw the lines somewhere. I, I personally think that the lines should be drawn along the lines of biology. Uh, again, that my opinion is really not going to change with that. Uh, and, and, and I think that, um, you know, the IOC now, I guess with the, with the latest ruling, um, has actually put the onus now back on the, on each sport governing body, which is so, so it's almost like everyone's passing the ball around. Uh, you know, so my opinion is quite direct. So if I'm going to talk about the 100 meters, I believe that there should be, the, the, I believe that there should be lines drawn in biology for the 100 meters. So there should be a woman 100 meters. There should be a man 100 meters. And ultimately, have an open 100 meters for, uh, for that matter. You know, the, mm. the, it, it is still equal to the same gold medal or silver medal or bronze medal that you have, uh, you know, um, that, that's how I'm, my feelings about that. Now, when it comes to combat sport, that's going to be a different thing. I mean, you know, I know that, you know, I can't imagine Giovanni Davis at, you know, five foot three or four or whatever he's fighting at 147 pounds fighting, uh, you know, a trans athlete, uh, that, that, that is of the same, you know, much like, you know, you and I've had discussions and, 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 and also I'm huge fan of Dave Chappelle when he was saying about, um, you know, I mean, this this was meant to be funny, uh, but also uh, it it has some incredible common sense too. Where he's saying, "Well, suppose LeBron decides that he's going to transition, and now he wants to play in a WNBA. How much points will he score? Eight hundred points a game, right?" So I'm saying to you that that uh, you know, no, that's, that's ridiculous. No, maybe but I'm, but I'm seven, saying to you, maybe seven eighty, but not eight. Seven eighty, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm saying to you that 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 uh, you know what? Here's the thing. Um, Whomever you, whomever you feel, whomever you are, whomever you feel that you are, whomever you love, whomever you marry, whomever you sleep with, it doesn't matter. I'm saying in sport, uh, it's very important for us to kind of at least decide on what's fair for for everyone out there. I mean, I, I believe that's what um, you know the the you know the Olympics, you know, and and. The foundation was created, uh, you know, for athletes to get out there and compete. Uh, and there's a level playing field for each athlete to go out there and compete against each other, fairly, right? And so, um, you know, for for the you know for the, for the, the the IOC making the changes uh, or making adjustments, yeah, it, it it's pretty important for us all to at least agree that we want to make sure that athletes when they line up. In any event, uh, it's got to be fair for everyone. I mean, especially some of these combat sports. Well, the guidelines also include taking uh, the mental health of athletes into consideration. 100%. Great to hear. Mm -hmm. And eligibility criteria should not systematically exclude athletes based on gender identity, physical appearance, or sex variations. So, yeah, you know, to be continued. But, you know, this is a a competition um, that's gonna, you know, be taken to another level now, as it should be. Right, I mean, but it needs to be discussed, right? But, but for sure, that's what I'm saying to you. That if, if, like, when I look at, I mean, obviously, if I'm gonna have a conversation with Seb Code today, mm-hmm. 
right? If I'm going to have to speak to him today, I'm, I would be like, listen, provide in, in every single competition, provide an open event. You're still getting the same TV ratings. Um, you, there's still people watching, you, and, but you're all competing against each other. And at least there's a decision that's made, right? I mean, ultimately, you know, so if you're going to play in the you know, open, if you're going to go in the open boxing, then you're going to go in the open boxing. Or if you go in the men's boxing, go in the men's boxing. The women's boxing, the women's boxing. Therefore, it's fair for everyone to get out there and compete. All right. We need to discuss what's also on tap for Paris 2024 in terms of the Olympic Games because there's a qualification system <laughs> that I, I don't know if this is going to fly. I mean, this this might just shorten fields. and we, we may not have heats anymore. We might just go right to the final on day one. You know what's funny? And that's what it's... Okay, when, when I competed, it was so much... We had four to get to the 100-meter finals. Right. So there was three rounds um, uh, there's, there, to get to the... So there's four rounds, including the finals. And, and I think some of, the, some of the greatest, funnest uh, part of uh, the competition itself was to meet uh, those athletes that were running 12 seconds or running 13 seconds. Coming from a, they were from countries that, that kids didn't even wear shoes. I mean, you know, what I used to do is I'd get Adidas to get me a whole bunch of shoes. I'd go into the village and I'd give it, give it to, to, to some of these kids because the greatest fans of sport are those people who actually do the sport, right? Mm-hmm. And so, and, and so with the standards that are happening now, yeah, the village is going to be smaller. Um, the standards are incredible. It's going to become uh, a five-day event. Never mind well, three weeks. You know what? <laughs> it's going to be the same. I think that the issue is that, I mean, each country, they, they're going to have to have, they, they're going to probably extend the Olympics where they have like days of preliminary events that's not even covered, which is terrible, right? And, and then, of course, the stars are going to be the stars. But at the Olympic Games, the stars are always the stars. You never, you never have people falling out of the sky and all of a sudden winning a gold medal. They're always on somebody's radar. But you know what? Uh, the standards are the standards. Uh, that's set by the, uh, uh, the, the IOC, no, the, the, the IAF. Yep. Uh, and um, yeah, for the for the you know Olympics, um, Paris twenty twenty four are gonna have some of the you know some of the um, you know toughest uh, toughest toughest uh, you know competitions and 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 some of the toughest qualifying. Uh, you know what? I I think it's gonna be good though. Obviously. I don't mind a points based system right. to get in. Right. But this is like, you know, it's a dual pathway they're calling it of qualification. Right. 50% of athletes qualifying through entry standards mm-hmm. and the remaining 50 qualifying through world rankings. Right. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's for, for a sport where a lot of poor people are competing. Well, well I mean, it's in any sport in the Olympics. It depends on what country you come from. Um, it's, it's tough to, to, to support and supplement your training uh, to get to the games. Uh, but so it's going to be even tougher for for more kids. I guess the on one side though, the good thing is that you've got these incredible, you know, technology spike plates and track and 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 um, you know competition venues and, and and you know new training technique uh, techniques. Uh, you know, so I guess for more athletes to get there, 
it might be easier. You know, I don't know how much respect they're going to get from some of the people who actually did it the right way um, or did it with whatever we had. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. I mean, I'm obviously going to be there having, you know, I'm going to be there talking to, talking about and with these kids about the incredible things that they're doing anyways. Uh, but yeah, it's, the standards are going to be, it's going to be pretty tough. Man, oh man. And obviously some of the things we're talking about were a little, you know, over the top, but I know three weeks is not three weeks. I think it's like 10 days, whatever it is, but <laughs> it's okay. August. 2 to 11, I do believe, 2024 in right. Paris. So we're looking forward to that. And um, my goodness, for the Kenyans, they've always been staples, the you know longer distance events. Mm. Right now, there are at least 60 athletes, 6-0, from that country currently serving suspensions issued by the Athletics Integrity Unit. Wow. And uh, most recently, Diana Kipyoki, um won the Boston Marathon in 2021. She has now been stripped of that. And then there's another runner that won the Paris Marathon in 2017, uh, also stripped. So a couple more runners banned six and five years, respectively. I mean, it's just been atrocious. 60 athletes is crazy, man. I mean, and, and a big part of what Kenya has to understand, one, I'm not, that, you know, I, listen, my, my accolade stands by, you know, on its own. I'm not sitting here giving you advice on what to do. Right. Uh, however... You have 60 athletes that are now serving uh, doping infractions. Now, when that amount of athletes were from Russia, they kicked Russia out. So I'm saying, mm, good point. I, I am saying to yeah. the Kenyan, my Kenyan brothers and the officials that are there, understand that someone has the power to kick your entire country out of the games that 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 that's putting food on the table for a lot of your citizens. Kenyans are known uh, to be great distance runners, uh, and I'm saying if there's 60 athletes that are serving doping infraction, it simply means that there's a whole lot of greedy fools that are trying to take a shortcut, and all you got to do is train again. I've been there. I know uh, that if you put the work in, you'll get the results out, you know, and you shouldn't. I mean, I don't know who the people are that would be spoon feeding some of these athletes because some of them don't know any better. I am not going to, I'm not definitely, certainly not going to blame anything, anyone, anything or anyone else other than the people that are, are, are guilty. Uh, but yeah, Jason, you, if you have 60 athletes that are, that are serving, uh, that are that are suspended for some sort of doping infraction. It's very necessary uh, for for their government, for the minister of sport, um, to to have a conversation and to see how this could be uh, urgently and immediately halted. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, we have covered a lot of ground on this edition of Donovan Bailey running things. There's just one more segment left to do. Let's do it now. We run that anchor leg, and it's with heavy hearts we begin this segment, actually, because the recent passing of one of the greatest Pittsburgh Steelers of all time, just days before they were going to honor, you know, that that great team, and um, 50th anniversary, just about there, and Franco Harris passing at the age of 72. Of course, we've all seen it, 
the immaculate reception. Listen, uh, you know what? What's great about, um, I guess, um, Google or videos or content. That's why I'm so jealous of this generation because you have everything. Mm-hmm. Is that we have the ability to look at someone like Franco Harris, who is one of the, you know, best football players of his generation, and we get to see, you know, how amazing he was. And, uh, you know, definitely, uh, and I also want to take this time out, Jason, to to, uh, to celebrate. Celebrate a man who, mm-hmm. you know, laid it, laid, 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 left it all, laid it all out uh, on the yep. football field, even with his immaculate catch. And, uh, and, and we'll be able to, you know, to look at and celebrate a man. Too bad, like you said, um, he wasn't here to, to um, you know, to, in, you know, to 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 receive yeah. the accolades, the flowers that he deserved before now. Yeah, days before the 50th anniversary of that catch with that yeah. team, Crazy. Uh, they're going to celebrate it at halftime against the Las Vegas Raiders. Yes, right. gone but definitely not forgotten. All right, time to put you on the hot seat. Who gets Canada's Athlete of the Year in terms of soccer? It's a three horse affair between Alfonso Davies, Jonathan David. And my man Stephen Yastakio. Well, I mean, I think that I'm gonna. Well, you want me to just tell you who I just, think? Yeah, well, well, I think Dave, I think I think Davis should get it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I think mean, it's fair enough. It's. I, I want to make it clear. Boom. Done. See. Wow. You, you, you you always say that you always say that I'm. You always say that you know. Sometimes I, I'm too much on the fence. Well, it's true. So just give it to Davis. You just give you, it to Davis. Then then we're good. Well, I mean, geez, that's. I mean, he's won it. I think two years in a row. And Why not? Yeah, 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 I mean, but but you know what? Estakio, really good season. Yep. Stefan Estakio, as well as we talked about Jonathan David. So, mm-hmm. you know, nothing wrong with being second and third behind Davies. No, but I'm not, yeah, and, and again, I'm not, at, uh, any, if I say this, I mean, you know, obviously when I see these kids and have conversations with them, um, you know, there, there's no slight on anyone. Right. Now, if you ask me a question, and, and also this is, not, I mean, I'm not, trying to explain anything to anyone it's just uh you know if we're looking at uh like impact uh, you know the fact is that he scored he scored canada's first goal that alone kind of you know you know tougher on the ladies <laughs> side jesse fleming kadisha buchanan or janine becky god that's a toss-up yeah that's that's, that's t- tougher i'm, that's I'm, a, I'm gonna a, go kadisha that's that's a, that's a toss-up that's a t- we're not making a bet here no we're not so so that's a toss-up. I, I, I have to think about that one. All right. Yeah. Shouting out uh, Awujo as well as Kone as they won the uh, Young Players of the Year for Canada. Uh, live golfers are going to play at the upcoming Masters Tournament when we get to that point in like April, May. Um, I think it's the 6th to the 9th of April. Are you surprised? Because of, you know, live season started last year. I guess would be still this year, but by the time we get to the Masters, it'll be last year. But I, I didn't think they were going to be able to play, but they are. You know, at some point, Jason, you know, I've had, you know, you know how I fit, how I feel about even, um, uh, when, when, the, when uh, the live uh, tour was announced. Mm-hmm. I said to you that it's very important uh, in an athlete's life to look at, um, opportunities and make as much money as possible when you're healthy and capable. And at some point, the PGA realized that one, you have a well-funded, very well-funded uh, tour. Uh, the same players are vying for that tour, uh, for each tour, and both 
and and it, it's easier and better uh, if the PGA and uh, and live can both kind of coexist together on this planet. I mean, it, it, it's better for scheduling. It's better for TV. Uh, you know, because you're basically sharing the same pocket of sponsorship, uh, of audiences, and of players. You know, so it's so it's it's easier. So I, I mean, no, I'm not I'm not surprised uh, because I mean the PG very well funded and leave certainly very well funded. So at the end of the day, um, if both of these guys spend their time fighting each other, then they're gonna essentially gonna. Damage, damage each other or run run each other into the ground, and 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 I think that the the hierarchy of golf, the hierarchy of that professional sport, I respect it so much because there is nothing bigger than the game. So regardless of the egos that are involved and the businesses and business decisions that are made that are involved, they understand that the game itself um, will never suffer. And so they're going to get together and they're going to make sure that players are allowed to travel back and forth or within the qualified ones, within, um, within both organizations, and, and the players win. They get to play as much golf as possible, make as much dough as possible, which goes right back to what I'm saying, which is when you're young, go and get it while it's hot. You're right. I have nothing more to add. I mean, I know they said for the longest time they're going to be suspended if they leave the PGA Tour, but you want to have the best of the best when right. it comes to the best tournament on the tour. And for me, that is Augusta, and it's just all about prestige. A um, couple more things quickly. Uh, $4 billion is how much the Phoenix Suns sold for. That is a record. So Sarver is now officially out. $4 billion. Well, it's basketball. It's a sports franchise. I mean, and and also, what's really cool about this, uh, you know, um, the new owners it was a basketball player. Yeah, the new owner, the new like he played, I think, at Michigan State. Um, but I'm saying to you, like it, it is, it is the, the price of sporting franchise clearly has to do with the assets that it has there um, w- within the organization, within the business um, that owns the business. Um, and yeah, I, I can see that. I can see no reason why it's uh, why it's not that much. But it, hold on, four billion dollars was was for what two or three teams, right? It's, it's just the one team, if I'm no, not no, mistaken. I, I think it's a WNBA plus. It, 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 and I think it's this. I think it's both. Anyways, I, I thought the four billion be. was just for this because well, the previous record was uh, the Brooklyn Nets, right? Two point three five billion, right? So this I think is just solely for. Well, I mean, yeah, again, we don't know what what the other one of the things that that I do understand with you know being part of uh, you know several uh, you know uh, M and A deals um, is that you never really know what all the assets are, and clearly in Phoenix there might be you know there there might be a ton of stuff that's in there, but you know what, good on them, uh, you know they you know they got new owners, young new blood. Um, you know, owner was a baller. See, that's what I like. So, I mean, it's so you'll have basically you have another Mark Cuban. You have another guy who actually played the game, understands the game, but also on the other side is a great business person. Uh, to, to be able to gather this much cash to, to, to get in and, 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 and be part of the owner's circle. So, uh, I'm looking forward to see how they do it and, 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 uh, looking, looking forward to see how they do and, uh, kind of how this new owner fits in with the others. You're right. 
Mercury part of that deal as well. Right. I hate to say it, but you're right. It's okay, uh, dude. Right. It's all right. Jeez, I hate seeing that. Uh-huh. This guy's right. Damn it. Uh, Boxing Day, finally. Premier League is back. Just wanted to mention that quickly. Arsenal, by the way, as they regroup, topping the table with 37 points. Are you a Man United fan? I am a Man United fan. Okay, not bad. They're 26 yeah. points, so yeah. they're 11 back, so yeah. not bad at all. I, all the best over the holidays. Are, are we doing a sh- You're the man now. Are we doing anything over the holidays? Are we putting things on pause? What are we doing? I think we're, no, I think we're going to jump back in here. Um, let's jump back in here the first week in January, man. I think right. it's, it's definitely great to... Um, you know, get a little pause for everyone, uh, you know, mm-hmm. for, for, for the great fans and supporters that we have out there. I mean, continue listening, subscribing, all of that. Um, but, yeah, have have an amazing holidays. Uh, yeah, we'll shut it down. We'll start again um, first week in January. We'll be back at you. Yeah, what he just said. Thank you, as always, for the company. We appreciate it. Uh, happy holidays. Have a great Christmas. Happy New Year. And. Uh, I guess you and I will we'll talk again, and well, well, we'll talk way before then, but we'll see each other again in uh, 2023. Well, we'll probably talk in an hour, but yeah, home or uh, and and a few times during the holidays. Yeah, um, yes, Jason. I mean, we. Uh, I think that um, the expectations is that uh, you know everyone has a safe and happy holidays, Christmas, whatever it is that you're celebrating uh, during these festive times, and. Uh, We will see you in the new year.